welcome to Wheels in Motion from Meals on Wheels Radio. I am Enid Borden, President and CEO of the Meals on Wheels Association of America. You're listening to Wheels in Motion, a show focusing on what's happening at Meals on Wheels programs across the United States. Today's show is all about how the gas crisis is hurting people who don't even drive, the seniors who depend on Meals on Wheels to survive. And you all know about that. Prices at the pump are contributing to a triple whammy for Meals on Wheels programs across the United States. High gas prices lead to increased food costs during an already sour economy. Now, we surveyed our members recently and found out that more than two-thirds of you are struggling because of gas prices. And almost 80% of those struggling programs have lost volunteers. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. My first guest on the phone line is Terry Barry. Terry currently sits on the MOA Board of Directors, and she is the immediate past chair of the board. In other words, Terry has been my boss for a long time now. She's the CEO of Meals on Wheels of Stark and Wayne Counties in Maslin, Ohio. Terry, thank you so much for calling in today. I really appreciate it. Sure, not a problem, ain't it? You know what? I want to begin because we like to put things in context. We have programs that listen in from all over the country, and it's always good for them to know about what other programs are doing, where they are, and what kinds of things they do. So first things first, tell us a little bit about your program. Tell us what, where Maslin, Ohio is, and tell us how many seniors you're serving. Okay. Maslin, Ohio is in the northeast section of Ohio. We're about, oh, hour, 15 minutes south of Cleveland, about the same length of time from Youngstown. Um, we're west of Youngstown, Ohio. So we're noted for the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, that's smack in the middle of my service um, area. And I'm everything from extremely rural. I've got a high, um, high population of Amish to um, slightly metropolitan. So we're kind of all over the board here with what we're serving. So our, our food costs are, you know, for us to do a meal in one county is priced differently than doing the meal in the other, the cost-wise, hmm. uh, because of how many more miles we have to uh, drive to deliver those meals. Um, we started 35 years ago with about 200 clients, and today we're servicing over 2,000 a day. Goodness. We have our own centralized commissary, which we've had now for 14 years. Previous to that, we were what we call the catered program, and we contracted with local caterers in the area to do our meals. And we also can provide three meals a day um, with a selection in, in those categories, too. So let me, and I have to be honest, I have been to the program out there. I think it's wonderful. You've got a wonderfully magnificent, well-run kitchen there. It's, it's an, an astounding place. Mm -hmm. I guess let me ask you a question quickly. That, that tell, tell me about the unemployment rates there. I mean, is it, I know it once was a manufacturing town. It's no longer. So how, what, what about employment there in Maslin? Um, unemployment is extremely high in this area. Um, we, we've lost the steel mills. We've, we've lost a huge manufacturing um, with the Hoover Company, the vacuum cleaner. Mm -hmm. uh, they no longer exist. Um, they sold their name, so anything you see their name on is, is no longer, quote-unquote, a Hoover product being made here. Our unemployment right now is running about 13%, mm. not including the kids there look, that are out looking for summer work, which is almost unheard of here. Mm. Um, I spoke with yesterday at church um, with a young man who has put in, he counted up 32 applications in the last month and a half and has not gotten a call back on any of them. Goodness. And um, now a big boom is that just come into town, um, they should start operations in the fall, is a call center. 
And that is that was big news here for a week and a half, bringing in about 500 jobs. Yeah. So the community's thrilled about that. But every time we get one, we seem to lose a larger one. Yeah. Um, but you know that that leads to this question. Of course, when you bring more people into town to do work, that in many respects is is obviously positive. It also maybe means another whole segment of folks to be volunteers for your program. So let's talk about that if okay. we could, because this is a show about gas prices, and obviously you're in. There are some, I was there, pretty rural there. Right. Um, and so you might be traveling, your volunteers might be traveling many, many miles between homes to deliver those meals. So tell me, what has the impact been on your program with your loss of volunteers with respect to the high gas prices? Well, um, last month when they really started to, to go up daily, in, a, in about two and a half weeks, we lost over 22 volunteers directly attributed to the rise in gas crunch um, and gas prices. The other is that a number of volunteers that would deliver um, a couple of times a month, in other words, they deliver at least once a week and then pick up when we had to cancel or or an open route, uh, they're not doing that any longer. We've got some individuals that are have now backed down to only delivering uh, twice a month. Mm. So it's be we're becoming a lot more creative. We've got... You know, tell me what, tell me what you're doing. How do you become creative? What do you do? Well, one of the things, for a while we had not really been recruiting at churches. Uh, that was always our first go-to until about two years ago when, when we started to do some other things. We've gone back to the churches, and we have a number of churches that are stepping up to the plate for a limited time. Yeah. We also created a new campaign this year, and we call it our teacher campaign. Um, I don't know whether we had a glass ball or what happened here, but in March we decided to recruit um, teachers that would not be, of course, working in the summer. So we contacted all the school districts in our two-county area, which are quite a few, and uh, we have a number of teachers that will be delivering in the summer, and they've already started, and a couple have said to put them on the list, and they'll be happy to deliver when school's down because of, say, bad weather or they have holiday breaks, that type of thing. So we've gotten creative that way. We're doing uh, smaller uh, corporate adopter routes, and believe it or not, a lot of them are coming from rehab centers and nursing homes. Wow. So we are also trying hard to thank our volunteers. We are asking the community to donate gas cards or money towards gas cards so that we can give gas cards to volunteers that are um, on some of our larger routes. I mean, I've got a route out of my office that's about 56 miles going to less than 20 clients because it's very rural. Yeah, sure. So um, we're doing that. I we think the idea of teachers is a great idea. I mean, that's the one segment of society that gets to spend the summer not working, and what a better use of their time right. than to volunteer. That's a great idea, Terry. I think we have every single school district represented, if not by one, by multiples. And the other um, thing that we've we've also gone is not only to the teachers, but we've gone to the bus garages and for those that are bus drivers. Wow, that's a great idea. And they know the routes. They know the routing. Sure. So if we run into a problem with how do we route this client, you know, if we're yeah. having problems because of alleys and, and that kind of thing uh -huh. in, um, in our cities, we might contact them. Right. Of course, and, of course, gas prices hurt them as well, but right. it seemed a little bit more amenable to be doing that maybe because it's just for the summer and they figure we have to give back to the community. Is that what you think exactly, it is? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And a lot of them, of course, they know kids that have to do community service time towards um, graduation, yeah. so they'll bring that, them along. So 
some of the kids are hearing word of mouth and they're coming in, they're volunteering in our commissary or out at sites too. That's a, that's great. You know, I tell you, um, I'd love to have you back on the show because I want to talk to you. You mentioned in the beginning that you serve a, a large percentage of Amish folks, and I, I would love to have another conversation with you. We ought to do another show on special diets. So sure. promise me you'll come back and we'll do that. Is that of all right? Of course, of course. All right, thanks. Anytime. Terry, thanks. I want to thank you so much for taking some time to talk with me and, and our MOA friends today, and best of luck to you as you uh, recruit new volunteers. I know it's not easy, but I think you've come up with some creative and thoughtful ways that most of our members could probably uh, maybe replicate as well. And, of course, if anybody has any questions or would like any additional information, they're free to give me a call anytime. Super. And we'll post that when we post the show. We can tell them you can, we'll give your number and all that. We'll even give your home number because uh, they might have a question after hours. Just kidding. <laughs> And for those of our Meals on Wheels programs that want to publicize just how the gas crisis is hurting your organization, I recommend that you visit the MOA Gas Crisis Tools webpage, which is specifically created for you, our MOA members. Go to moa.org slash gas crisis tools, and you'll find a free press release template, public service announcements, and web banners all created to help you get the word out about the gas crisis. You can even order a customized radio public service announcement through the MOA Studio Store. This is my shameless plug, but I really do think it's a terrific thing. We've got these great uh, PSAs, and you ought to be using them, and they're free. And when we come back, we are heading to San Francisco to find out how gas prices are putting a big burden on budgets on our programs out there. And you know everything is bigger and more expensive in California. You are listening to Wheels in Motion on Meals on Wheels Radio, and we'll be right back. How much does food cost your program every year? What about insurance for your employees? And how about delivery vehicles that need replacing? Running a Meals on Wheels program is really expensive. With demand increasing every day, something has to give. How are you going to be able to feed all of the seniors in your community who need help? The answer is MOA's Common Goods, your greatest member benefit. Common Goods has all of the products you need at a fraction of the cost. Common Goods was created exactly for what the name says, for the common good. From chicken to freezers, auto repair to office supplies, Common Goods is your one-stop shopping resource. Employee benefits? Common Goods has it. Coolers? We have that too. If it is something that your program orders, there is a good chance Common Goods can save you money on it. For more information about accessing everything that Common Goods has to offer, please contact Matt Levine or Andrew Owens at the MOA office at 703-548-5558 or email them at commongoods at moa.org. Hello, yes, this is Meals on Wheels. Okay, let me put you on hold. I just need to hone in on my fundraising skills first, and Meals on Wheels here. I'll help you in one second. I'm actually trying to attract and retain volunteers right now, so... Hi, Meals on... Yes, I'd be able to help you if I could only learn how to generate awareness by using Facebook and Twitter and... and... Hey, I need coffee in here. Someone learn how to engage and cultivate Starbucks as a sponsor. Stat! Hello, Miss Smith. I have a question for you. Oh, what now? Where's my Starbucks? Would you like one go-to place for all your needs? Um, well, yeah. 
a place that can provide you with customized information that you can use to become a better leader? Of course. Well, then you need to check out MOA's National Center for Nutrition Leadership. The center can help you make your program more efficient, entrepreneurial, and sustainable in an easy and inexpensive way. And MOA adds new courses all the time. In fact, the newest track offered through the center is in financial management, which can give you the knowledge and tools you need to monitor the financial condition of your program. The center offers courses and webinars in nutrition, development, leadership, and so much more. What better way to continue your professional development? Hey, forget the latte. Sign me up for the center. For more information, go to moa.org calendar to see the latest courses being offered through the center or feel free to call up the MOA National Offices at 703-548-5558. That's 703-548-5558. The Center, empowering leaders to stand against senior hunger. to Wheels in Motion on Meals on Wheels Radio. I'm your host, Enid Borden, President and CEO of the Meals on Wheels Association of America. We're continuing our conversation about how the gas crisis is hurting Meals on Wheels programs across the country, and we're sharing ideas about how to face the challenge. Joining me on the phone line now is Victor Buick. Victor is the director of Marin Meals on Wheels in beautiful San Francisco, California. Victor, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you, Enid. Very glad to be here. Now, let's let's get some context here. Marin County. Hmm, beautiful country out there. Uh, yes, it is. A great part of the world. But as we all know, everything is much more expensive in California. So tell us about that. And tell us, well, let's, let's back up. Tell us about your program. How many meals are you serving? How large is your, uh, how large is your program? Tell us a little bit about uh, your program so we can get some context here, Victor. Sure. So uh, the company that I work for is uh, 501c3 Corporation called Russian American Community Services. We have several different parts of our business, um, most of which revolve around the basis of feeding people, taking care of the elderly, and taking care of the orphans. Um, it was about three years ago when we received a phone call in San Francisco at our main office over there that Marin County was going to be losing its Meals on Wheels provider. They had uh, a shuffle of organizations. It was their second organization they were losing in just as many years. It seemed that no one was able to take care of it and handle it the right way that it needed to be done or that was uh, in compliance with the ordinances and restrictions that California and Marin County have on it. So I was happened to be in the room at the time the phone call came in, and lo and behold, here I am sitting three years later managing a program that went from serving fewer than 200 people to now we serve 325. We're serving about 70,000 meals annually, so that means about roughly 200 people each delivery day are receiving food from us. Mm-hmm. And we, were, we serve the entire Marin County area, which is something that did not happen before. So we've expanded our program to accommodate people that live all throughout the rural parts of the county and had an emphasis on focusing on the low-income parts of Marin County. Now, talking about Marin County as you were, it is one of the wealthiest nations uh, or excuse me, one of the wealthiest counties in the nation. It's probably it wealthier. It's probably wealthier income. than some nations. Yeah. It has the highest wealth per capita out of any county in the nation, but it's a small county in size, population speaking. There's fewer than 500,000 people here. Hmm. Um, the problem, though, is that because it's such a large percentage of wealthy people and such a small percentage of, let's call it, uh, low-income people, that it seems as though everything gets swept under the rug over here. 
just to stay alive over here. UCLA performed a study. You know, you mentioned California is an expensive place to live. Well, where is the most expensive place in California? It happens to be Marin County. The poverty level over here is over $27,000 of annual income. And as you know, a lot of people that are in the Senior Meals on Wheels program survive entirely off of their Social Security, which comes nowhere close to that. So there's a, there's a big discrepancy over here between income levels as far as what is needed to stay alive and what is being distributed to, some, to a bunch of people that we're serving over here. Sure, and isn't that that's the beauty of our programs, Victor, that, that uh, we just feed people. I mean, it's not about rich or poor. It's about need. And I, and I applaud what you're doing out there. I know you're running a great program out there. So because every, every problem that we have in America is probably exacerbated out there, um, because everything costs so much more. And I know, what is the gas price there? Just on an average day today, let, what's, your, what's the price of gas? When I filled up on Saturday, it was $4.28 a gallon. Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, that's, and that's, it's crucial for our folks to uh, be able to spend the money to buy the gas to serve the folks. How is this affecting your program? Well, it's affecting us in two ways. Uh, directly, a year ago, we were spending just under $3. It was about $2.95 a gallon that we were spending. Uh, the gas prices at that time were already much higher than we'd seen just a year and a half prior to that. During the election time, it seemed like the gas prices were down to sometimes down to $1.85 a gallon, which I hadn't seen since I was in college. Um, $2.95 a gallon is one thing. Here it is, fast forward a year later, and we have prices that are over $4 a gallon. So it's affecting us in a way that, yes, it is more expensive for us to operate our vehicles. Uh, we have the delivery vehicles. We also have a couple of larger vehicles that we use for fleet purposes, such as transferring food, large bulk groups of food across the Golden Gate Bridge up into Marin County, things like that. Uh, the other way that the gas prices have affected this, though, and this is where I'm noticing it more so, is on our contribution end. It's an indirect impact because mm. the people who we're serving, as we ask for a contribution to help us out with our program, Fewer and fewer dollars each month are coming in, and it's because they're spending more at the pump. And again, these are people on fixed income. As their Social Security check is already mostly consumed by rent and whatever insurances they have attached with it, along with medicines, there's very little room for anything left over. And when gas goes up to $4.25 a gallon on them, and a lot of these people keep in mind are driving older vehicles that are gas guzzlers, it really makes an impact on us over there. So never mind the fact that we're spending sometimes three or $400 more a month now on gas. It's also the fact that we're taking in fewer and fewer dollars each month as gas prices go up on the donation end. Tell me, Victor, what in terms of, uh, are you federally funded? We do have a partial federal grant, yes. Okay. And so in terms of fundraising, how much money, for example, are you raise a year? Through contribution support from our recipients, uh, I'd say we're in the eighty to eighty-five thousand dollar annual range. Okay, and donations, and, outside uh, donations, and outside donations, we have probably somewhere in the thirty-five to forty thousand dollar support range, uh -huh. which is not much. And then, as far as additional grants, each year I've been able to find an additional somewhere between fifteen to thirty thousand dollars in grants. Yeah, to help us out along the way too. We've been able to make do, and luckily for the past three years since I've been running this program, we've also been able to overserve, which tells you that we're we're spending our money wisely. To, to, but oh, it's, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it gets trickier and trickier as the dollars become more and more meaningless. Sure. Uh, inflation is going up. Our food prices, too, are going up, and that, of course, is 
highly related to the gas price. Well, absolutely. Our, re- absolutely. our receipts on our, on our weekly purchases from where we get our bulk food from, 30% higher than it was a year ago, ain't it? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Tell me, Victor, I understand that you're using media to your advantage. Tell us all about that. We're using a little bit of media to our advantage. Uh, this radio program I'm going to, of course, put onto that docket there. We have a local newspaper that uh, 95% of the county states in a survey that they read on an annual basis. I don't know how many of that is on an everyday basis, but we're placing in some advertisements with them along as getting uh, some editor's comments and some notes to the editor from some of our local supporters. Um, there's another TV station that also put something out, and with the other local Bay Area Meals on Wheels program, we did this dine-out event, which covered some... Uh, it got some exposure and some coverage on the local ABC channel, Channel mm-hmm. 7 KGL. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to be to receive that type of support and those sorts of mentions, but really the mentions aren't so much that we're, we're in serious need of help as much as they are, please go out and help. Um, it needs to be a little more urgent from where I'm sitting that the word needs to get out there. Yeah, absolutely, and there's no question about that. And, you know, the thing is that you're not alone, obviously, which is why we're doing a whole show dedicated to this. These are tough, tough times at all of our programs. Now, you say you've only been there for three years, and obviously, so your frame of reference is is shorter than many, many people. But clearly, in the three years, you you can see that things have gotten steadily worse, haven't they? Yes, they have. So how do you... Let's... How do you keep your head above water? What do you do? I mean, what's what's the next big idea that you think that you can use to, to drum up the support? Well, we're trying to uh, come up with some creative fundraising over here. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of ideas. We had a party last year that helped us raise $10,000. Mm, that okay. was great. We're hoping that this year that party can do some more. Um, if you want to know about the party, you can go to thelawnparty.com. It'll tell you about the fundraiser that we had last year and tell you what's coming up this year. The, let's do and that again. What is it, the Lawn, L-A-W-N, party? Thelawnparty.com. Thelawnparty.com, okay. Yeah, yeah. Three local businessmen have taken it upon themselves to put together an annual party for us. That's great. And the proceeds over to helping feed their neighbors, one of whom, uh, it was his mother that we were serving up until she passed away this past year. So mm-hmm. he has a, he yeah. has a little bit of a, sure, a vested interest in it. Sure, about sure. who we are. Sure. Uh, in addition to that, Enid, we're doing some other things beyond the fundraising. We're, we're putting in, we're trying to create an infrastructure that will make us sustainable, get us off of the oil grid. And, of course, the energy grid is also killing us. Energy bills are going up uh, with everyone across the board, and, of course, it's probably oil-related. Um, one thing that we want to do is we're using these fuel-efficient hybrid vehicles, and we want to see if there's a way that we can actually link them to wind turbines and hopefully have vehicles that run without the use of any gasoline at all, but run entirely off of electrical current, which is powered and generated through wind. Hmm, interesting. So this is, this is something that will take an investment, but it's not something that's ready to go right around the corner just yet. We're looking for the, the right ways and avenues of it. But today we have a meeting with the San Francisco Planning Agency to set up our permits and see if we can begin moving forward with this. Everything looks positive in that direction. Well, you know, you from our end, we, we wish you all the best. It's an amazing thing, our programs. Not only do they do God's work, they're out there feeding people, but they're also, I believe, our folks are always on the cutting edge of innovation. There is no question that when one is forced to have to raise money, you, ha- you are then forced to have to think about, think outside the box and figure what can we do to make things more efficient and sustainable. And, you know, Victor, I know that... Uh, while it is the richest county in the United States, 
that doesn't matter. What matters is that we're here to feed people, and that's what you're doing out there. And I say, Victor, keep up the good work. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to tell us about what's going on there and the issues that, that your program is facing. And also, I think it's great that you're sharing ideas so that other programs can think about how they, too, can, cost, they can cope with the high cost of, of gas. When we come back, we're going to go to Maryland, where you'll hear a clever way that one Meals and Wheels program used the media to help drum up some attention about their gas crisis. You are listening to Wheels in Motion on Meals on Wheels Radio, and we'll be right back. You bring nutrition and companionship to America's seniors, but times are tough. To raise money, you need to raise awareness. The MOA Studio Store is your one-stop shop to help promote your Meals on Wheels program. Whether you need a video public service announcement featuring A-list actor Richard Gere. Become a Meals on Wheels volunteer. Or a radio PSA reminding everyone about our forgotten seniors. Your fifth grade teacher is forgotten. It's all available at the MOA Studio Store. Just go to moa.org studio. We'll even customize your media needs to include your program's information in any TV, radio, or poster we offer. You'll even find accessories such as lapel pins, and there are We Are Meals on Wheels license plate frames and car magnets. <laughs> so your drivers are always promoting the Meals on Wheels name that our seniors depend on. The MOA Studio Store also offers top quality photographs of seniors and meal deliveries that you can download instantly. Use them and our videos to update your website or incorporate them into a variety of promotions. America's seniors are depending on you. It means a lot to me to be alive, you know, and able to live by myself and do for myself. You can depend on the MOA Studio Store, your destination for inspiration. Welcome back to Wheels in Motion from Meals on Wheels Radio. I'm Enid Borden. We're talking about how the gas crisis is hurting those who don't even drive, the seniors who depend on Meals on Wheels to survive. As I mentioned earlier in the show, you can go to our Gas Crisis Tools webpage to get all kinds of resources to publicize how prices at the pump are hurting your program. Just go to moa.org slash gascrisistools. Getting some media attention can not only bring you some volunteer prospects, it can also drive up donations. Recently, MOA helped connect a Maryland chapter of the famous Rolling Thunder motorcycle riders with Meals on Wheels of Tacoma Park, Maryland. About 10 members of the Rolling Thunder Maryland One, who take part in the famous motorcycle ride downtown Washington, D.C. on Memorial Day, well, they delivered meals to homebound vets. They made deliveries close to the Memorial Day special, and they showed you how you don't really need to burn a lot of gas to help out. Here's Moa's very own Michael Flynn reporting from the deliveries. It's Michael Flynn here, Moa's Assistant Vice President for Communications and New Media, and I'm standing here with Jill Feasley. She is the director of the Tacoma Park Meals on Wheels. And Jill, what an exciting day. Tell me about having Rolling Thunder out here delivering meals for your clients. Um, it was really exciting um, because many of our uh, people who receive the meals are veterans themselves, and so they were so excited to get the Rolling Thunder. <laughs> Can we hear them now? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's been great because 
because it certainly brought a lot of awareness of our program and the needs that we have and ways that people can help out. And during this gas crisis, you really need extra help, don't you? We sure do need more help. Um, already a couple of volunteers of mine have said that they can't help anymore because of gas prices. Um, and also, um, uh, you know, many people are still very committed to volunteering, but a lot of my volunteers are seniors, um, fixed incomes, and, uh, you know, when prices go up from $2 a gallon to $40 a gallon, that cuts into their income. Um, they're very committed to uh, fulfilling their volunteer responsibilities, but it's hard. Well, it is hard, but uh, you guys are doing a great job, and it was exciting to see Rolling Thunder out here with your uh, delivery folks today. Thanks so much, Jill. Back to you, Enid. Thank you, Michael. It was a fun ride, but also it brought a lot of attention to Meals on Wheels during the gas crisis. The story ran right here in Washington on the Washington Times and several of our Washington, D.C. television stations. To find out if there's a Rolling Thunder near you, to reach out to, you can go to RollingThunder1.com. That's RollingThunder1.com. And look under Chapters. That's it for this edition of Wheels in Motion. I hope you find the ideas that we shared helpful as so many of you are facing hardships because of the high gas prices. I want to thank you for listening and don't ever forget that we're in this together. Why? Because we are Meals on Wheels, so no senior goes hungry. Wheels in Motion is produced by Sofa Sar and executive produced by Michael Flynn. It is a production of the Meals on Wheels Association of America. We are Meals on Wheels, so no senior goes hungry. Thank you.